Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. My column comes out on Tuesdays, and today is Tuesday. And it is titled, Could It, Could it Happen Here? It is already happening. My whole life, I've heard that question, could it happen here? And the reference was to, generally was to Nazism, but basically to the the end of democracy, freedom in the United States. And I always felt it could not, I mean, I I knew theoretically it could happen because human beings uh, are human beings and human nature is not basically good. Nevertheless... I, like most Americans, walk through life quite confident that the land of the free, the home of the free, and the land of the brave would continue to be at least the land of the free. It's not, it's now, it's not the home of the brave in many instances, and it is not the land of the free, and it is happening in real time. We are becoming like the Soviet Union. This is not in any way at all an exaggeration. I took a vow never to exaggerate because you lose your credibility over time. I have 40 years of broadcasting as a record of telling the truth, not overstating, in fact, trying always to understate and to calm people's fears. However, right now we are sliding into a Soviet-like system and the the parallels are frightening. We even have, and I, I can't believe I didn't put this in my column, <laughs> we have political prisoners, which I also never, I, when the left would say political prisoners, uh, I always defended the United States and saying that is not something we have. It is something we have now. Joe Biden would be completely comfortable in a Soviet Union setting. And so would Kamala Harris, so would most of the members of the Democratic Party in Congress. And in the gubernatorial positions, the press functions the way the Soviet press functioned as a mouthpiece for the ruling party. And now the ultimate, the arrest on completely spurious charges, the man gave a hundred-something thousand dollars to a woman to not talk about uh, an alleged tryst that they had. That that is it. That's what we're talking about. When you want to jail your opponents, you'll find anything because you have the government's power behind you. You can find anything. There's an old phrase in the legal profession that you can indict a ham sandwich. In other words, anybody is indictable. That includes any one of you listening and me. It is actually difficult to overstate what the left is doing to the United States and converting it into a Soviet-like country. one Prager 776 
It's very difficult to know exactly what to do. We have to change minds. That's that's why I work so feverishly at this broadcast in my writing at at PragerU. But 45% of young people in this country, as I reported a couple of years ago, say that they are not for free speech, for hate speech. So they are they are the perfect products of a communist system. We say what is hate speech, and then we ban it, and you're okay with it. That's the way it works. In fact, to this day, Putin speaks of misinformation just the way the Democratic Party and the New York Times speak of misinformation. It means whatever we don't want you to know. That's what misinformation means. Whatever we on the left do not want you to know. That is the current definition of misinformation. It uh, is a very bad day in America, and I don't know how many Americans perceive how serious it is. The tragedy, as always, is that liberals do not. Liberals will be crushed by, by the left when they come to even more power, and they will wonder, hmm, how did this happen? I thought, I thought the right was the enemy, which is the great idiocy of the liberal. They're still fighting Republicans while the left crushes them and everything they purportedly stand for. Sorry to be uh, this dark about the situation right now. Uh, you, you have two choices in life, and that is to fight or to check out. <laughs> That's it. It's not a fight we wanted, and it's not one we started, but it is one that has come our way. And that is what you need to do. Ideally, you get your kids out of the schools that are poisoning their minds, their souls, their hearts, their consciences, their ability to think. Most schools are, are worse than wastelands. They are poisonous. It's, it's just an, it's an astonishing thing. However, the, we sold our soul in the early 20th century when we said that the government should educate our children. That was when we sold our soul. You're supposed to educate your children, and if you cannot personally do it, then you get people you trust to do it, which is what was done until the 20th century. If you read the letters of Civil War soldiers back home, you will read an English that is superior in people who never went to high school than the English that is written by most college students today. And in any event, they won't even have to write it. They'll just go to ChatGPT or some other artificial intelligence site and say, write me up a paper on 18th century France and the roots of the French Revolution. And the paper will write it. And the college student will change some words so it isn't obvious that they got the same exact answer as the next guy. And that will be their education. The speed with which a society, the freest in history, could be crushed, could lose its freedom, is quite uh, astonishing, I guess. Uh, 
But Ronald Reagan said it, we are always one generation away from losing freedom. The arrest of a former president and the leading presidential candidate of the opposition party is supported by the New York Times, the Washington Post, the L.A. Times, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, the Seattle Intelligencer, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, in other words, every Boston Globe, every major newspaper, every major network except for Fox. They actually support it. Why wouldn't they? That Pravda oppose the the arresting of dissidents in the Soviet Union. Wow. That's the uh, that's the response. That is appropriate here. One eight Prager seven seven six. If you'd like to react to this, eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. Do not follow your hearts after which you prostitute yourself. The great warning of the Bible that if you think emotionally, you will prostitute yourself. That's the real Hebrew. They don't translate it accurately most of the time because it, it's too tough. It's too rough. It's too raw. But it's too accurate. That is exactly what people on the left and the liberals who vote for them have done. They have decided to to act on emotion. You don't like Donald Trump? Okay, I get it. I actually do. In, in many ways, he does things that don't make him likable. No question about it. There is no filter between his brain and his mouth. Everybody should have one. So what? So therefore, you could subvert basic traditions of a free country and arrest the head of the opposition while running for president? Do you understand that we are no different than a Venezuela or a Cuba? No, you don't. Not if you're on the left. Not if you're even a liberal. I had Alan Dershowitz on yesterday. He wrote a very courageous book, Get Trump. That's what it is. Get Trump. If on the way to getting Trump you crush the country, so be it. Your hatred of Trump trumps everything. Okay. Oh, good. Let's see here. Frank in Los Angeles. Hello. Uh, uh, hello, Dennis. I just wanted to thank you for uh, opening my eyes to the uh, the public school situation uh, around here. I had no idea it was as bad as it was. And because of you listening to your show for these past uh, Last couple of years, uh, I convinced my uh, my grandchildren, well, my my children, to take their children, my grandchildren, out of uh, the public school and put them in the local Christian school here. Boy, what a difference it's made ever since even September. I I I wish I would have known this years ago. How I old How old are they? Thank you. You're welcome. How old are they? Oh, uh, both both boys are in third grade right now. But I wish I would have known. Yeah, of course. Okay, grade. believe me, it's not too late. Uh, are you sure the Christian school is teaching uh, true true values? Consist- oh yes. Okay, it's a so it's Very it's a Christian Christian school. 
is it a Catholic school or an, uh, an evangelical generally uh, be the alternative school? What what is it? No, it, it, it's a Catholic school. Well, I'm I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, you you should send me a cigar. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best. You're the best. You should send me the best cigar. <laughs> my friend, you made my day. Uh, uh, I, I when I say these things, I. You know, I hope they happen. Oh, he disappeared. Okay. I I hope they happen. The most the most rapid thing we can do to turn the country around is to take our children out of the schools. That includes most private uh, schools. Uh, oh, are you still there? I don't see you up. This is very weird. What what uh, folks? What line is Frank on here? I, I, there is no there is no Frank. On. Well, how did I just hear him? Okay, it wasn't Frank. Fair enough. That is the fastest remedy, is to get out of the school system. Look, there are, there are two Americas that have nothing in common with one another. I'll tell you what really annoys me. And <laughs> there are many, many people who are conservative who say this as well. You know, deep down, we have much more that unites us than divides us. When I hear that, and I've, I heard that from a wonderful human being just the other day, uh, it, it is another proof that people believe what they want to believe. Believing in, in reality is very painful. People believe, it's like, Women want to believe that, or a lot of women, certainly feminists, that men are really just like them. They just have different body parts because they don't want to confront the reality of the makeup of men, especially in the sexual nature arena. Men have to confront that uh, in themselves. That is a burden that every man carries. Gay is well or straight. It's irrelevant in that regard whom the focus of your erotic attention is, that is what men are. They're not women with different body parts. I should do. I should write an article on what people believe because they want to believe it. And, well, people who believe that people are basically good. They want to believe it. It is an idiotic uh, idea. Uh, it, it means that you... you, you, you either know nothing about the world or you live in a little cocoon of sweet people and think the world is like that. And people want to believe that uh, we have more in common with our fellow American on the other side than we have that divides us. Really, tell me what we have in common. What, what do I have in common with the left? Name me one important value. Well, I can think of one. A leftist thinks he should take care of his family, and so so does a conservative. There, there's one. Uh, when I ask these questions, they're, they're not necessarily rhetorical. Of course, taking care of a family, or even what the family ought to be, I believe the ideal family is a man and a woman who are married and have children after they marry. To say that on any campus today is to be accused of heteronormative homophobia. Yes, uh, yes, indeed, I got my terms down. Heteronormative patriarchy, in fact. 
to say that the ideal family, which of course was said throughout Western history and in the United States as well. So we would agree, yes, that we have in common. But so what? A communist and a fascist and a Nazi also thinks he should take care of his family. So it doesn't mean a damn thing that we have that in common. We all believe that we should feed ourselves, okay? But in the in in the in the realm, in the in the realm of ideology and ideas, what do we have in common? And the answer is nothing. First thing to do. If you're a grandparent, you should offer your child money if you have it. If you don't have it, you can't offer it. That's a given. You should offer your child money. You take the time to take your child out. And by the way, it, homeschooling is not what it used to be. You, you choose how much involvement as a parent you have in the education of your child if you homeschool your child. There are so many resources now available, including joining groups where the, the teachers, they will find teachers. You don't have to be your child's teacher. Obviously, you will have more time with your child. And I, I know from years and years of experience with homeschooled kids, overwhelmingly, they turn out happier, finer, kinder, and far, far more intelligent in terms of knowledge. We return. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager. There's a caller. He obviously hung up. Not obviously. Obviously to me, not to you. Said, if I if I have it correctly in my memory, something to the effect, well, was Hitler a political prisoner after the Bear Hall Putsch, uh, the attempt to overthrow the government? Was he a political prisoner? No, he c- committed a criminal act to overthrow the government. Uh, the, the, and uh, I don't know what the parallel is to Donald Trump paying uh, a sum of money to a... a uh, a porn actress with whom he allegedly had a tryst. The the confusion that people have on on issues is a very important th- uh, subject in my mind. It happens uh, to uh, people that are my allies ideologically as well on occasion. There are uh, wonderful people, truly, my, my, my ideological allies, kindred spirits, on a religious subject who will say that, for example, uh, when I state that there are gradations of sin, that God does not see taking a stapler from the office in the same light as molesting a child, and then all through my career, people have called fine people and have said, no, in God's eyes, a sin is a sin. All is rebellion against God. So 
I, I have come in, in the course of my life to appreciate the value of common sense. Com- what is common sense? It's the ability to see reality and to draw logical conclusions. Is it really logical that God has the same reaction to molesting a child as to stealing a stapler? Why did he give us a brain if, if we are to think so radically different from God? If you don't see the difference between uh, January 6th and Hitler's putsch, then there's no hope. There's no hope for you because what you have done is you have decided what you want to believe and then you believe it. That is a a phrase that I have uh, offered because I have learned this from this phenomenal laboratory of, of human thought called talk radio. As, as I have put it for my whole career, people believe what they want to believe. Not all people, thank God, but most people. They believe what they want to believe. It's a good test for oneself. You should ask yourself on, on any controversial issue, what do I want to believe? That's, a, that's easy. That's really easy. You, it's a great little exercise everyone should engage in on any given issue. What do I want to believe? That immediately sets you up for, for, the, for the pursuit of rational judgment and truth. What do I want to believe? The left wants to believe that Trump is a fascist. So they believe it. There is zero evidence of it. He was president for four years. Freedom in America increased. Freedom in America under the Democrats decreases. I don't want to believe that. In fact, I would like to not believe that. That's what people need to do. What do I want to believe? I want to believe that men and women are basically the same, so I believe it. I want to believe America is systemically racist, so I believe it. I want to believe that there is, if there's racist graffiti on a black kid's dorm room on the door, then it was done by a white supremacist. People want to believe it. But it turns out to usually, on a college campus, be a hoax. It was not done by a white supremacist. It wasn't even done usually by a white. If if there could be some extraterrestrial judge with no emotion to come in and see who is a bigger liar, Joe Biden or Donald Trump, there is no doubt in my mind Biden is the serial liar of the two people. That the left is the the world of the lie, like the Russian collusion story. Columbia Journalism Review, the the most prestigious journalism school in the country, to my shock, came out with a report a couple of months ago that the entire thing was a gigantic lie. 
that the New York Times and Washington Post did not deserve Pulitzer Prizes for lying about Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. There was nothing on the Republican side, nothing in the Trump era, nothing in Trump's life that is even comparable to the gigantic nature of that lie that preoccupied this country for two years. It is a gigantic lie that men give birth. It is a gigantic lie that this is a systemically racist country. We are bathing in left-wing lies. And one of, the, one of them is that Trump is a serial liar. He's a serial exaggerator. On mostly trivial matters, one might add. That no judge would hear uh, any evidence of uh, any fraud means that they didn't give a damn about hearing evidence. Why didn't one judge in Pennsylvania say, Let's, you can come into my court. Let's air this thing out. It's good for the country. Not one did. Courage is rare. Hi there, everybody. I'm Dennis Bringer. And we are moving toward the Sovietization of the United States. I obviously understand that I risk some degree of credibility by saying that. And all you have as a a public writer or writer or speaker on current issues is credibility. If you lose that, you're, you're gone. It is like not being able to throw a ball if you're a pitcher. So I'm aware of the seriousness of the charge that we are moving toward a Sovietization of American life. See my column today. It is on that subject. Do you realize what has happened here? An ex-president, the previous president to this one, and the leading candidate for nomination to be president is is being arrested over trivia which is the way all punks run authoritarian regimes Alvin Bragg is a punk and the people who support him are doing so because they hate Donald Trump some may have a more, uh, actually, some may have a, an additional, I shouldn't say more, but additional motive. There may be a belief on the left that one of the only candidates who could not win the general election, given the unpopularity of Biden and the Democrats, is Donald Trump. That is not a. That is not, unfortunately, a stupid uh, notion. I I do worry about that. I would support any uh, my, my my whole thesis is that defeating the left is the most important moral imperative in America today. Most important moral imperative in the world today. And somebody asked me a question. A very intelligent 
person, I don't even remember who it was, I just remember it was an intelligent person, who asked me this. What what group of Americans has been added to the list of Trump supporters, of Trump voters? It's an interesting question, because if, if there isn't one, it is a difficult uh, road to victory if he is the nominee. What if there are if there are groups? Yeah. Oh, then it's a, then he'll win. Okay. Yeah. So uh, no, no, no. I'm posing the question. It would be interesting to hear from listeners. Do you believe that Donald Trump has added uh, a uh, any given group? No. It would have to be, let's say, blacks, women, uh, suburban moms, soccer moms, as they say, uh, Hispanics. He got 75 million votes. He, yes. Okay. He got 75 million votes. Is, Go on. Which is more votes than any more, candidate right. in the history of the country ever got except one. Right. It's more votes. My producer is correct in every sense. I'm asking the question. It's more votes than any candidate has ever received except for one named Joe Biden. That is, if, if it was an honest count. More than, more than Obama, more than Reagan. Well, there's a lot more Americans now than Reagan. But in any event, it, it is uh, it is true. It is true. If he's the nominee, I will do whatever in my power that God gives me to persuade people to vote for him. But I do believe that there are... Do you believe that there are Democrats who think that he would be an easier person to yes. defeat... Than some of the other yes. candidates. Okay, so then my my I return to my theory that there may be a, a darker thing here at work than than all the already dark thing here at work, which is simply uh, arresting him. Uh, and that is that he will be rendered so popular among people who so resent what is being done to the country by doing this to Donald Trump, that he will just simply be the nominee. As it, he went from what, a single-digit, uh, being ahead by single digits in polls, to now about 30 to 40% lead over any other Republican, possible Republican candidate. I do. I do not think that that is an impossible scenario at work here. Anyway, I'm just offering it. It doesn't matter because the upshot is an unprecedented event, and you must understand. Like in so many third world autocracies, the charges are are either trumped up or they're just trivial. They're just a way to jail your opponent. That's what it is. He didn't declare as a, this is what we know. I know we're going to, we're going to see, what is it? 31 charges, 34. 34 charges. You should have all heard my interview with Alan Dershowitz yesterday. Lifelong liberal, lifelong Democrat, the best-known law professor in the United States from Harvard Law. He was the youngest 
person at the time to ever achieve full status as a professor at Harvard Law School. And he is as disgusted as I am as what is happening to the country. Because he doesn't fall into the trap that I spoke of last hour, and I, I believe it is worthy of noting again. People tend to believe what they want to believe. And I offered a very interesting test for all of you, as I should indeed incorporate it in me. And that test is, ask yourself about any issue, what do I want to believe? That should be easy. And then ask, is it true? I want to believe X. Do I believe X because I want to believe it? Let's let's leave the political realm. I'll give an, an example. I want to believe there is a God. I don't want to believe that life is completely pointless, meaningless. Suffering is, uh, for the vast majority of humans, their lot, then they drop dead. And there is nothing for eternity. Every Everyone you have loved, it, it is the end for eternity. It's over. And as I said, it is all a meaningless, self-conscious nonsense. Okay? So I want to believe there is a God. So then I've always asked myself, is that why I believe there is a God? And to the best of my ability to think rationally, it is not the reason I believe in a God. Because I have been able to separate the two. This is why I want to believe in God, and this is why I do believe in God. They're not the same. People on the left believe what they want to believe. Their whole existence is believing what they want to believe. They want to believe men and women are basically the same. They want to believe in non-binary human beings in terms of sexual identity. They want to believe there's no such thing as objective male or objective female. Of course, the whole thing is not true. It is a gigantic lie, but they believe what they want to believe. Now, why do you want to believe something that doesn't exist anywhere else in the animal kingdom except perhaps over some unbelievably primitive species under the ocean? Is there any mammal, forget primate, is there any mammal that is non-binary? Right? Are, are bulls and cows, bulls and cows, male and female? Huh? Of course not. Only humans. And the people who believe uh, that humans are just another animal, they have to really confront this. You want to believe Trump is a fascist. So you believe Trump is a fascist. He was president for four years. There was no fascism. There's much more fascism today. That's what I mean. People people believe what they want to believe. It's a very important exercise if you care about truth, which is the most important thing that exists. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Tony, hello. Uh, 
Okay, hello, Tony. Me, Dennis? Now I can, yeah, yes. Can, Thank you. All right. Hi, Dennis. How you doing? Okay. Um, I just want to thanks for coming. I feel like I'm having my daily counseling session with Dennis Prager, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> and I'll be listening to you. Um, you. I'm not... <clears throat> I was wavering on the Trump support because of all the garbage bags he has on him. But now after this, I'm going to go out and put my bumper stickers all over my truck like I did in 2016. And I'm all in because, Dennis, if they came after your family like they're coming after his family, I'd be like a Wolverine. I would really be going after him. How do you feel about that? Wouldn't If you're, they were coming after your family like this with the full-throated federal government? Well, you don't even need the family part. I mean, just coming after him for what? Right, exactly. That's exactly my point. That's why I'm total support for him uh, now. All right, you, all my you, friends. That's right. You represent a lot of people, totally understandably. The attack isn't on Trump. The attack is on America. It's actually the only good thing thus far about all of this is the further clarification as to the the communist-like fervor of the major newspapers of the country. The immediate support for this in the New York Times, it's so interesting. The same people who say to us, hey, why are you opposed to this? You don't even see you don't even see the content of the of the indictment. But they're supporting it without seeing the content of the indictment. <laughs> it is astonishing. You can support Bragg without seeing the indictment. But you can't oppose Bragg without seeing the indictment. That is the intellectual level and the moral level of the New York Times editorial page. I've said to you so often, and it's a very, very sad part of my life. I studied Russian in order to read Pravda. I was the Russian Institute at Columbia University in graduate school. I wanted to understand the enemy. I never thought that I would apply it to American newspapers. Pulitzer Prize given for lies by the Washington Post and New York Times about Russian collusion. Columbia Journalism Review. It's astonishing because the Columbia School of Journalism is quite on the left. So I'm happy to report a rare moment of, of light in the liberal or leftist world, a devastating attack, critique of the reporting of the mainstream media on the Russian collusion issue. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, the New York Times has never even reported the Columbia Journalism's Review report of it. Why would it? Yes, it's a clarifying moment if you don't understand this as an attack. Most people are, are living their lives, going on as normal. It, if I am right about the Sovietization of the United States, it really does make clear to me how this could happen in any country. How truly, truly destructive, evil forces can take over and people watch it happen and uh, watch a movie that night. People believe what they want to believe. Ah, I should add now a corollary. And they don't believe what they don't want to believe. That's what we're seeing. You don't want to believe how bad this is for America.
That's why it is important to know how much support Bragg is getting from the New York Times, Washington Post, and the rest of the media. They're collaborating in the destruction of this country. Hillary Clinton did much worse things, and I would not have gloated if she were sent to prison. It was enough for me that she lost the election. A woman whose conscience, in my opinion, is not effective. How's that for an understated comment? Uh, Victor in Chicago, hello. Hi. Hi, Dennis. Hi. Hi. My question is this. Um, you know, with, with the media being so far to one side, 80, 90 percent to one side, you know, CBS, NBC, Washington Post, whatever, how can a constitutional republic survive if these multi-billion dollar corporations almost omnipotent, you know, unaccountable to anybody, what chances a republic have if they're not putting out the news the way they're supposed to be putting out the news? I mean, what chance do we have in the long term, especially when, when people coming out of school are not as educated as they used to be? I mean, right. what chance do we have? So uh, it's a very fair question. You're listening to one of those chances, talk radio. Talk radio reaches more people by, by an exponential figure than Fox News, for example. Obviously, this is not a critique of Fox News' Fox News's effects and influence. It's just a fact. PragerU has over a billion views a year. 65% of them are under 35. The Daily Wire has an enormous, enormous reach. TPUSA has an enormous reach on college campuses. And I'm only mentioning a few. However, it is true that when the mainstream media... Uh, are all in one direction and do not give you the news truthfully because they believe what they want to believe and they print what they want to print. And with corporations giving hundreds of millions of dollars to left-wing groups and almost nothing to conservative groups, yes, the, the odds are against us. When, but the worst is big tech and all the left censoring. If they allowed dissent, even if they were all left-wing, New York Times down and up, it is the, it is the suppression of alternate voices, why it's so important that Elon Musk got Twitter. That's, that is truly the road to the Sovietization of the country. Suppression of dissent, and again, the political prisoners. He asked if there's hope. Of course, there's hope. The Dennis Prager Show.